What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of OTH Football. Today, I'm your host, David Gillespie. Alongside with me, we've got George Ruggiero on the podcast. We've got Craig Schmucker. And welcome you back to our OTH Football Weekly podcast, Justin Bell. Uh, I'm so happy you guys are joining in on this you know, season preview. We got just a couple days away. I'm sorry, excuse me, tomorrow. God, it, almost yeah, feels yeah. Like, it feels like it just, you know, like, it doesn't feel like football season's here yet, but it is. It's crazy. It just sneaks up on you like that, you know? So just a day away from our first game of the season. Um, but before we get into this uh, real quick, how are you guys doing so far? Oh, locked in, man. I got 24 hours to football. Yeah. Uh, this is the best time of year. Ready to start setting those fantasy lineups. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, uh, man. Yeah, it's... like we already talked about earlier this week, college football well into the swing oh. of things. And NFL, mm-hmm. look, it's just going to be football from Thursday to Monday for the next six months. Nobody talk to me. Football only. <laughs> exactly. Locked just just laser eyed focus on, on this, you know, every Sunday, man, every and Monday and Thursday and even sometimes Saturdays. You know, we get it all, day, you know, like our, every other day of the week. It's crazy. But uh, we love every second of it. They can't say it uh, enough, frankly. Uh, but before we also get into the podcast, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor. This episode of OTH Football is brought to you by Symbol. Uh, uh, like we all know, sports betting is fun. Investing in the stock, mar- stock market is great as well. And Symbol's create a way for you to enjoy both of those at the same time. So you can head on over to Symbol and use the promo code OTH to get a deposit, a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. We're going to give a shout out to them later on in the episode uh, to reiterate this message. Um, yeah, uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, again, this is a, we concluded our division previews going into the season. Now we want to get into our uh, our, our preseason expectations for who ends up reeling in the awards, and of course, who ends up coming away with the Super Bowl trophy. Whoever whoever comes away with that that Vince Lombardi, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 trophy, and, and and ultimately, you know, brings in this next Super Bowl. So it's going to be a fascinating season, uh, to say the least. A lot of great competition, and uh, let's recap real quick, though, who our division winners are, uh, Craig. Who are you? Who do you got coming out uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, representing each division? Uh, NFC East, I got the Cowboys. I just really like their offense, and it's kind of weak division. Everybody, everybody likes Washington, but you never know what you get from Fitzpatrick. It could be great, or it could be not so great. And I expect it to be great this year, but I just think that the Cowboys have a good enough offense to keep up with any team that they play. Then I got out of the East, AFC East. I got Buffalo. That's just kind of a no-brainer for me. NFC North, I got Green Bay. The closest thing to them is probably Minnesota. And the AFC North, I got Cleveland, especially with the injuries that have befallen the the Ravens. And the the NFC South, I have Tampa Bay because it brought back literally everybody. And it just looks like they're just going to make another run. Uh, AFC South, yeah. I have Tennessee because it's probably the only good team in the division outside of Indianapolis. Uh, NFC West is the Rams for me with Matthew Stafford, and the AFC West is Kansas City. 
What, what about you, George? What uh, recapping your uh, um, uh, division results? What do you got for us? Man, this is going to sound uh, like Craig just talking the, the exact same way, except for except for one uh, one division. Uh, out of the AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills again. No brainer. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna get a little bit more into them uh, maybe a little bit later on. Uh, out of the North, uh, we've got in the AFC still Cleveland. Look, they're just so talented through and through. Ton of talent on both sides of the ball. And like Craig said, look, it's a shame what's going on with the Ravens right now. They've had, what is it now, two of, of their really solid running backs go down with injury. And they've resorted to bringing in Lev Bell on their practice squad. Like, oh, let's yeah. just put that in a perspective. Uh, out of the AFC South, I've got the Tennessee Titans. Got a rep for my boy A.J. Brown. Uh, cannot forget about that offense is just uh, so much talent there. Uh, and from the AFC West, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, in the NFC, out of the East, I have the Washington football team. And as much as I want to say, oh, this is really based on uh, Fitzpatrick coming in and playing really well, solidifying that quarterback spot, I'm more focused on that defense, where I think that defense is... The defense it, is nasty. It's arguably mm -hmm. one of the best in the league, not just in that division. It is so good, uh, and, and that can really win you football games. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Heineke gets some playing time, and I feel a little bit better about mm -hmm. his consistency and his mobility as opposed to Fitzpatrick. Just me, a little, little Taylor Heineke bump there. Um, in the NFC North, I've got the Packers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers takes a single step back from last year i think he is absolutely cash money wow. yet again uh and then of course with the buccaneers out of the nfc south the entire team just came back guys like it's like yeah. player for player that roster is mm -hmm. almost exactly the same and they just said draft more more talent please we'll take that thank you yeah um, <laughs> and then out of the nfc west i have the la rams matt stafford i think is going to really let sean mcveigh just have a field day like mcveigh when, whenever they they landed stafford he said he started rubbing his hands together. He's plotting <laughs> like a like a, an evil villain, saying, yeah. "I am ready to throw some weird stuff at, at these other teams now." So, my God, yeah, that's that's what I have uh, coming out of, of each division. Yeah, it's almost like the Rams' mo now is just to throw everything at you that's crazy, that's unexpected. I mean, they're, they're they really are just the the yeah, they're just the the, the wild animal of the, the NFL right now. It's just it's so crazy and. You, you got to. They, they certainly are going to pack a punch this year, to say the least. What about you, Justin? We don't know exactly what your season predictions are going into the season for hoops that's coming out of each division. So I'm really eager to see what you've got in store for us. Yeah. Yeah. So starting out in the northern divisions, um, uh, I like Baltimore actually in the AFC. Uh, a lot of people are on Cleveland this year, but I really like Baltimore's uh, running game, even with their running backs, uh, a couple of them going down. Gus Edwards might be a better fit hey, for their running game. Big Gus. Um, it kind of clears yeah. things up. It might clear things up a little bit more for him to be able to get some more um, playing time that he. I think he probably would have gotten anyways, but it just mm -hmm. makes it a little easier to give it to him earlier in the season. Um, in the other northern division, I don't think it's really close. I think the Packers are going to take that one. Um, in the west, I think it's – also uh, going to be the Rams and the Chiefs, like you guys said, but those are kind of, I think those are the two of the, the toughest divisions in football. Those are, oh, yeah. are going to mm -hmm. be closest at the top, I mean, sorry. Um, the Chargers and the Chiefs might be the two best teams in the AFC, uh, in my opinion, so that's going to be a really close uh, matchup there. Uh, in the South divisions, um, I definitely like Tennessee. Um, the Colts are going to be challenging them more than people think, but um, I'm still with you guys there on Tennessee. Um, 
The, another division that's not going to be very close, I don't think, is the NFC South. Uh, the Bucks should probably run away with that one. Um, the, the Saints are going to fall off even a little bit more than people even expect. So um, that leaves out the Eastern divisions, and that's really a toss-up here. That I, I want to say Washington wins it, but I, I don't want to count out Dallas. So I, I'm going to say Dallas for the NFC East. Um, be a little bit of a surprise there, but. Not too much because that's a weak division and it's in the weaker conference. Um, and then the AFC East, uh, I, I guess you, you got to give the edge here to the Patriots. Uh, the, the Bills are the better team last year, but the Patriots are getting all these guys back on defense. So um, they might be the winners of that division, and that's who I'm going to pick for this year. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love that what, what you said about the AFC North uh, in terms of the Ravens. That's actually who I've got coming out of the AFC North. Uh, uh, myself, honestly, even with the loss of Justice Hill and you lose uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins, obviously supposed to be their number one future back. I really think a lot of people are sleeping on Gus Edwards. I like the physicality he brings to that run game. I think he's going to be a great compliment. Um, he had a weird look on his face. Break. Hasn't, hasn't Edwards ran rushed for like 700 yards every year of his career? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah like no, I Yeah, but yeah. he's been... Like, yeah, he's good. Team. Like, as a secondary running back, you're getting 700 yards every year. That's that's huge. And averaging over, like, five yards per carry. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. It just it seemed like J.K. Dobbins was going to be that guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Taking on 1,000 yards, um, uh, you know, for the future. Like, they want him to be their focal point, um, which is unfor- which is great for J.K. Dobbins because he's outstanding. Uh, you know, it's really a shame for him to have thrown his ACL because uh, he's, he's absolutely big time when he's healthy. But but I, I really like what Gus Edwards can bring to the table too, and I just I want to see him really get his opportunity to shine, and I, I think he'll do a good job of doing that. I think Lamar Jackson's got a lot to prove this year. A lot of people are doubting him, questioning, oh maybe we figured him out finally. I'm like, okay, people, let's let's be careful though. Let's pump the brakes. This guy's only two years removed from winning the MVP. He had another phenomenal year last year. Uh, uh, he's maybe the like if he puts it together, if he can hone his like deep ball delivery, if he can hone that honestly. This guy could be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. If he could hone that, that's really, in my opinion, I think what's the biggest separation from him potentially being that when it's all said and done, and obviously health as well. Um, I really rely on him. Uh, and uh, uh, there's another tease for Lamar Jackson later on. We'll get into that uh, uh, from, from my point of view. Um, but I've got the Ravens coming out of that division. So, yeah, stay tuned, folks, for some cr- even crazier predictions. Um Ravens coming out of the AFC North, got to say them. Browns, too, Steelers to, to also go join them in the playoffs as well. But Ravens topped that. AFC South, they got the Titans. Incredibly talented. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that defense comes in, comes into play. But they just added Julio Jones offensively. I think enough said. They got Derrick Henry, who's just a one-man wrecking ball in the backfield. What more do you say? Ryan Tannehill, too, been phenomenal over the last few years, really revitalizing his career into being maybe uh, a future perennial MVP candidate. I mean, that's what he's played like at least the last couple of years. Uh, AFC West, I've got the Chiefs. I, I like what you said about the Chargers, uh, Justin, but, man, I, I just I, – I think that there's so much tough competition in the AFC. It's like one team has to, you know, bow out of being in playoff contention, and I think the Chargers are just a hair away from being in the mix. Just a hair. Just a hair. They're very good. You know, I have a lofty expectations – uh, uh, for what they've got in Justin Herbert, obviously, who had a phenomenal rookie campaign. But Chiefs only coming out of the AFC West. And then the AFC East, believe it or not, a lot of people are higher than the Bills. I've got the Patriots, man. I'm riding that Mac Jones train. I think what he's done in the preseason, man, 
it's phenomenal. It, it, he looks so damn poised. You're, you're going to say this is blasphemous, okay, guys? But And so feel free to just, like, just start virtually hurling things at me if you feel the need to. And, you know, <laughs> you know, just, just going crazy over what I'm about to say. But I think there's some there's some kind of flashes of poise similar in, in terms of its, you know, in terms of what he, like, how comfortable he is in the pocket. Similar to that of Brady. I'm almost seeing, like, a new poise. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady-esque. In terms of talent, in terms of decision making, so on and so forth. But that poise, though, man, I see flashes of Brady in that. I don't know what it is. He seems so damn comfortable in the pocket. He definitely so processes I, quickly too. Like he moves yeah. through his reads really quickly for, for a rookie read, quarterback. Does not phase under pressure too. I think he's very comfortable with handling that. And then I've got the Bills taking that other wild card spot. So. I, you know, can't count off that offense. Obviously, the defense. I'm eager to see what they bring to the table. The run game too. I think that's going to be kind of an interesting question mark. I, I like Devin Singletary, but we'll see if he can be that every, you know, uh, that that back that they can lean on in case things collapse uh, from a passing standpoint. So that's what I've got. AFC. Moving on to the NFC, I got three teams coming out of the West. It's so damn tough in that division. It, it, it's so crazy. This, you know, the last couple years too is that we got seven. We got 14 teams now qualifying for the playoffs. A whole division could make it to the playoffs now, which is just crazy and mind-boggling to think of. You know, like, what if the entire NFC West were to make it? I, I wouldn't be flabbergasted, like, you know, if that were to ultimately end up happening, because that's just how much talent is, is at their disposal. But I got three teams. I got the Rams leading the division, Seahawks second, and the Cardinals third, and the 49ers. The injuries come into play. Uh, you know, I think that's a big thing um, that, that really – causes me to pause they were just absolutely riddled and plagued with injuries last year Ugh. i just don't feel the utmost comfortable but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to come out and, and and ultimately uh snag one of these playoff spots away from one of the other two, especially the seahawks i think they've got a, a ton of question marks to say the least but i really do believe in russell wilson that pass game that i think will really hold them down plus it doesn't hurt having probably the greatest you know the best middle linebacker in the league right now bobby wagner anchoring things down defensively uh and then the mc east i got the cowboys I don't feel the most optimism about that because the Cowboys, again, are a big question mark health-wise. And, and they just sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot. they got so much talent, but they shoot themselves in the foot. And it's just it's just a huge, huge uh, uh, amount of uncertainty I have a feeling when I'm talking about that team in particular. So you can easily make an argument for the Washington football team and make them a dark horse candidate in the Giants. But I got the Cowboys coming where's, out. Where's and, my lone wolf hat? I need, I need it. I need my... I need my... <laughs> I <know we're> <laughs> exactly. You need that. Yeah, Rich Eisen show right there. Or, or no, I say this on the NFL game day. Yep. But it's Rich Eisen who hosts the show, yep. I should say. Uh, uh, and then NFC South, I got the Buccaneers. A lot of people talking about them potentially going 17-0. I don't know if that's going to happen, but mm. I still think they're going to be as dominant as ever. Uh, uh, in terms of being that 13-win caliber team and, and, and you know, possibly making another Super Bowl return. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'll share more about that later on. And then the NFC North, we got the Packers and Vikings with, sadly, they're out of the mix. I can't say they're making it. Not if they don't start Justin Fields. If they don't start Justin Fields, there's no way. It's just, just count them out. Just say goodbye. Just peace out, y'all. It's, it's a wrap. Uh, Packers and Vikings have got to come out of the NFC North. Um, uh, if, if you ask me, I love the town on both sides, and obviously the Packers were just nipping at the heels of the Super Bowl last year. So that's who I've got coming out of the divisions. Now that we've talked about that, let's save the Super Bowl prediction for later on. How about we do that? Okay. Uh, in the meantime, let's get into our Rookie of the Year award predictions, mm -hmm. specifically with the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Who do you guys have as that guy? Because there's so much defensive talent in, the, in this draft. 
maybe more so offense talent, but still nonetheless, a lot of great defensive talent to note. Who's that one guy that really stands out amongst the rest? Uh, let's start with you, Craig. I've got Patrick Sertain because okay. he's, it, it might be a little bit spicy, but he's got the pedigree. He came from Alabama. He really proved himself there. He only allowed uh, uh, in man-to-man coverage a 29-plus yard completion five times in his whole career, which is huge. And he had 38 consecutive starts for Bama. He was a a consensus consensus All-American last year, SEC Defensive Player of the Year last year. And uh, if you look on the NFL draft profile on NFL.com, they actually have him uh, at a 7.02, which is a Pro Bowl prospect grade, mm-hmm. which the the NFL scouts normal, know more than I do. So they know this kid's super talented. And he's also in a division where if he does compete and play well, he'll be playing against really good quarterbacks. So he'll get more uh, more visibility from playing against guys like Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert as and if he shuts those guys down that that's huge absolutely yeah and and yeah I, I think Sutain is a certainly good argument honestly there's so much cornerback talent within this draft too to say the least I think that really was the position that shined the most for me uh defensively but uh, uh what have you got George as far as uh, who you're picking for that defense so I know in a way that uh, just as a whole, I don't think this team's defense is going to be a- anything to write home about. I-, I don't have high expectations really for this team's defense. And in a way, that kind of leans into why I think this player might get the nod for defensive play- or defensive rookie of the year, excuse me. Uh, and I'm choosing Micah Parsons out of Dallas. I, think. I love it. Look, I love he it. is so... <laughs> he's, yeah, almost went with Parsons. He, he's, he's so athletic. Freaky athletic. He's got a full Crazy. toolbox. I mean, we're talking, you know, like a, a full full snap-on toolbox right there for him to work with. It, it's ridiculous. And one of the main things is he has to be the focal point of Dallas's pass rush. Because if you look at the rest of that defense you don't have a whole bunch of other talent around him to really kind of make up for that. Now, will that mean he gets double teamed more? Possibly. But at the same time, I do think if he is in single coverage, he's got a ton of talent, a ton of speed, a ton of just pure athleticism. And coming out, I think out of all the pass rushers coming into the league this year, he has to be one of the most polished as well. You know, he isn't really coming in where you see all right, this guy needs a lot of work. Like, whereas with a quitty pay playing with Indianapolis, he was really one of my other kind of main, you know, at the front of my mind for making this pick. Quitty pay needs a little bit of work. You know, we're not really sure, you know, how his hand moves are going to be, uh, you know, how his, his really kind of breakaway moves from offensive linemen are. But he is freaky athletic, much like Parsons. But Parsons just right out of the gate. He's got the full package. He's got everything you're looking for. And he's in a division that really features a good couple weak offensive lines as well. So if he's given the opportunity to be the guy in Dallas, and I think he kind of has to be, uh, he, he should feast. And it should be really and then, close. And then Pay, he's on a defense where, with a lot of standout talent, too. Yeah. That's like another guy I was thinking about was Owusu Koromoa. Oh, yeah. But he's on Cleveland's defense, and he can get outshined by a lot of guys. And I don't even know if he's exactly. – I don't think he's actually – 
on the depth chart starting right now, so that's probably why he didn't not, really make it for me. Probably not with Cleveland. Cleveland's defense yeah. is really stacked at, at all three levels, and, and with him possibly slotting in as what's, what would end up being kind of an edge uh, edge rusher. Uh, yeah. I mean, Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Yeah, he's, he's behind then, Mac Wilson at the Will linebacker spot, so oh, yeah. it looks yeah. like, yeah, he's going to have to be rotated in as of now, but that could change, yeah. obviously, you know, oh, fast sir. forward a week or two. That just shows crazy depth for Cleveland's defense, oh, too. Yeah. That's insane. They're and then, like, Parsons, Parsons, he's got that sideline-to-sideline speed like Devin White. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be free. And he's probably better in uh, in coverage than Devin White as well because he's Devin White yeah. can be a little bit of a uh, – Liability. He's yeah. not – yeah, he can be a little bit of a liability in coverage. Yeah, I, I, I you know, you guys bring up yeah, great points about Mike Parsons. Um, uh, I'm going to get into him in a little bit. Uh, spoiler alert. But <laughs> Justin, what have you got for us for a defensive rookie of the year? Who, who, who have you got that, that really stood out to you? Yeah, I also have Micah Parsons. But uh, since George already went with him, I can pivot here. I'll go with uh, Jameen Davis out in Washington. He's going to have a ton of op- tons of opportunity out oh, there yeah. to get tackles. I like Micah Parsons' ability because he's going to be uh, able to rush the passer, get sacks, and get tackles. So he'll be able to rack up numbers in both categories. So that'll help him for defensive rookie of the year but um george Hardy went with him i'll go on the record as saying my guy is davis for this year then that's another really good pick too because like that's it's fine to follow along but like honestly that's a really good pick he was definitely on my radar i think he'll be a standout player in what's already a really really good defense i mean he like they essentially just took an outstanding front seven and then just added more more talent where and they kind of just said Mm -hmm. okay we're really going to go all in on defense this year. Yeah, I went back and forth between uh, Jamin Davis and, and Micah Parsons, to be honest. I think that it, it's almost – and, there's again, there's there's a lot of great choices. We talked about a lot of the cornerbacks. Corn, for instance, Patrick Chupain, a lot of great arguments. Even a Christian Barmore, I think, as well within the Patriots could be mm-hmm. a, a sneaky good pick. Kuda Green, actually, who's going to be on the podcast today, had him as the selection. So – I, I don't blame him for that, honestly, to say no. at least, because I think that guy, the athleticism, 310, 4-9, 4-9, 3-40, I mean, that guy brings a ton of speed. He's a, he's a man amongst boys, to say the least. But I, I think, honestly, I have to go with Mike Parsons. He stood out the most in preseason. He was the highest-graded rookie linebacker of everyone. Um, and I think he's going – he's almost destined to be the guy that shines the most. I mean, Jamin Davis, there's a lot of great pieces – in that Redskins defense, namely in their their defensive line and in their secondary, so you could, uh, so he, he's going to have to be battling with a lot of guys that are, that may be taken up, uh, maybe accounting for more production because they're already more proven, they're already well established in that defense, and uh, so he's going to be kind of like a a he could end up being a complimentary piece right now as he's trying to fit uh, uh, get find his footing. Um, Michael Parsons, on the other, other hand, though, they want him to step up now and be that guy. Jalen Smith, there's a lot of rumors about him getting benched. Uh, in light of the injuries, I think he's going to stand out. Uh, great run uh, run stopper, obviously, and what he can do. Sideline to sideline, guys. Uh, uh, kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Mr. Roquan Smith from uh, this team right here. Uh, just a shout-out to him. Of course, he's absolutely spectacular linebacker. That really reminds me of uh, 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 – that really uh, Michael Parsons reminds me of uh, in terms of being that sideline to sideline guy and is capable of doing all things. I think the one thing I want to see him grow into is just being a little bit – more uh, uh, effective in, in, in uh, um, defending the pass. I think that's something where probably that's his, his biggest area of, of improvement to focus on. Not to say he can't do it. It's just I think he's better at, at being a pass rusher and being a run sufferer than maybe in coverage. 
but it's still very solid in coverage to say the least. Uh, um, I would just say more so a guy like Zayvon Collins is more fitted uh, as a linebacker in coverage than him right now, at least. Uh, or, uh, you know, Jamin Davis as well, uh, coming out of Kentucky, now playing for the Washington football team. Uh, now for the offensive rookie of the year. You thought the defense was crazy. This mm-hmm. offense, in terms of uh, th- th- this award for, for offensive rookie of the year, is going to be even crazier because this was absolutely stacked. I mean, that was the M.O. of this draft in terms of what stood out the most. It's the offensive talent, name at the quarterback spot, name at the wide receiver spot, and even in the offensive lines, uh, 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 within the offensive line, within the trenches as well. And now, sorry to say this, but most likely an offensive lineman is not going to win rookie of the award, sadly. I would love to see the day that that if ends Quentin up changing. Nelson didn't do it, nobody's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Joe I mean, Thomas, you know? I mean, I'm, the day. if we're being honest, because that guy is a, a monster. Yeah. It's very you know, hard. To, it, it's hard to quantify pancakes. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, they might and, as well just nickname Quentin Nelson IHOP right from day one. You know? <laughs> exactly. because, but it, but it exactly. is really, really difficult to quantify pancakes. Whereas with a quarterback, you can say, oh, yeah, only threw, you know, he threw for 3,500 yards, you know, 25 scores and, and 11. But, you know, it, it's a lot easier, whereas you really have to kind of dig in a tape to watch these O-linemen really put in some work. And I know that they can. I like that nickname, IHOP. Though he just cooks him and flips him on over, baby. That's 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 his that's his duty. That's what he focuses on, you know. Um, but yeah, I would love to see that day. I don't know if it's going to happen, unfortunately. So I think, you know, for me, it was really focusing on the quarterback and the wide receiver spot. But what about you guys in terms of who stood out for the offensive rookie of the year candidate? Craig, we'll start again with you uh, for for your guy of, of choice. You're gonna love this because it's your guy Justin Fields, and really? it's hard. It's hard to have a good quarterback in Chicago, but if he's starting by game <laughs> four, they have they have such a good team around him on on defense, not so much on the offensive line. But with his ability to ru- run the ball and escape pressure, and the big arm that he has with Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and Jimmy Graham, I think he can make a lot of stuff happen. And I, I feel like a lot of people might go with Trevor Lawrence, but I just don't trust Urban Meyer as a coach. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great player in the league. I just think it might – I think Urban Meyer might hinder him just a little bit. And uh, another guy behind Justin Fields, if I had to pick, an, pick a second guy, is because it's a quarterback award. Mm-hmm. Now that Mac Jones has taken over for the Patriots, it's probably him, but the only reason that he's not – my front runner is I see them as being a more run heavy team. And I think that they'll, they'll have him throw the ball as he needs to, but they're going to work off their run game and their, their strong defense that they have. Yeah. I, I like your points about leaning on other aspects of the Patriots. I really think that storyline is something that uh, needs to be focused on a little bit more in terms of what else they have. Uh, as much as I talked about Mac Jones, what else they have is also incredibly special to yeah, know. Damian Harris is super underrated as a running back. And then they got Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson mm-hmm. looked great in the uh, preseason. They got two good, really good tight ends that they brought in. And they they have James White there to catch passes out the backfield. So th- they have a lot. And then the, the defense, everybody's coming back from opting out last year. So they're going to be a much better on that side of the ball. What about you, George? Who do you, who do you have uh, as your standout? So I went a little bit off the board with this one. Uh, if I had to stick on the board with Micah Parsons, I went off the board with my offensive rookie of the year. And I didn't go quarterback. Technically, I also didn't go wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But I expect we're going to see him play wide receiver quite a bit this season. 
I'm going with Kyle Pitts out of the, you know, out of Atlanta, out of the University of Florida. I just mm-hmm. think he is such a mismatch against literally every single human being that is going to have to try and, and cover him. Because, look, you try and tell me that there is a corner that's going to stand up to a man who's six foot six and over 240 pounds. You tell me that there is a, a linebacker who's going to keep up with a man that's sitting here running. What does he run, like a, a 4-4, like round yeah. about a 4-4? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, guys. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. He has the skill set to really, really, really fit into this offensive scheme. I think that's the biggest thing that kind of pushes me towards picking Kyle Pitts is just how well I think his skill set is going to fit into Arthur Smith's offensive scheme. And I just think that he's going to be able to really maximize that talent. Because if you look at their depth chart, it's like you've got Calvin Ridley and then you've got Kyle Pitts and you kind of have the rest of the receivers. So it's clear he's got to be their number two receiving option. There isn't a whole, whole lot of a run game to, to really speak for. I, I like Davis a lot. Uh, you know, I liked him with Carolina. But he's no Derrick Henry for that for, for him to fit into that type of offense. Um, and But I do think Matt Ryan still has some in the tank. You know, I, I will never count him out uh, until I, I really see the day of him kind of suffering back there. But just for those, like, couple different reasons, I see Kyle Pitches going off this year, guys. Whether he ends up as a tight end by the end of the season or, or if he ends up being a receiver, you know, that's yet to be seen. But for right now, the first tight end in NFL history to win a rookie of the year, I've got Kyle Pitts taking it home. That's huge. Interesting yeah, I like choice. It. A lot of I like that. I, I like the you know the uh, willingness to be kind of a dare right there and, and, and yeah, be spicy. a little bit of a daredevil. To, yeah. yeah, you know, there's that spicy take. You were teasing that a little bit. And I see this. Yeah. Oh, right don't there. worry. Yeah. I have a I have a I have one I have a, I maybe oh. have one or two more. Maybe we'll see Starting what you guys think. Here, what do you, you know? guys think? Maybe <laughs> I might have one or two. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Who do you got as your offensive rookie of the year? Uh, yeah, I really, I wanted to go Devontae Smith. I really like his opportunity mm. in Philadelphia there. Yeah. Um, going to be seeing tons of snaps, but I think if Justin Jefferson didn't win Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, it's not really going to happen for him this year. So I'm, I was trying to think of uh, one of the quarterbacks who's going to play 16 games, or 17 games, sorry. Uh, so I went with Zach Wilson. Um, just, okay. he's, he's brought in tons and tons of talent to try to get have him play his best he can in his rookie year, year and his, see what they have for him during this rookie contract, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I'm really big on Corey Davis this year. Um, the, he looked we'll great see. in the he, preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Hopefully they'll be using their tight ends a little bit more than they have in the past. It's been something like my bugaboo with them. It's like, yeah. well, it's Tyler Croft season. It's all it's Tyler yeah. Croft season. Out of nowhere, nobody expected it to happen. <laughs> Tyler Croft rises from the ashes. Yeah, out of nowhere, they trade Chris Herndon and just yeah. give him the key. and out. got rid of everybody. They even uh, they they gave the most uh, undrafted free guaranteed agent money, money yeah. undrafted free agent money to Kenny Yaboa and then cut ties. Hey, he's still on the practice yeah. squad. He's on the practice squad. Yeah, he I made it. it. He will be he will be moved up I think yeah. eventually. But uh, Tyler Croft, Tyler Croft looked great, and and Zach Wilson has an affinity for tight ends as as we saw at BYU. Mm-hmm. Justin, yeah, honestly, I'm just so happy that I'm just so happy that you're saying that. You know, it really does warm warm <laughs> my my cold Jets fan heart. Um, 
I just love it. I love it. Just endure the suffering, baby. Let's put that to an end, you know? <laughs> so it really stood out to you. Do you have some uh, lofty expectations for the Jets going into this year too, Justin? Uh, not, not necessarily. I think that they're probably the third best team or the fourth best team in that division still. But um, it, it's one of the stronger divisions and it's the stronger conference. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's more of a statistical six. thing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, Zach Wilson's going to put up some really good numbers. He's going to play all 17 games as a quarterback, and to came down to between him and Mac Jones there. And I think Wilson will put up a better statistical number, so went with Wilson. I, I can see that. He's going to have to throw a lot more than he's going to have to throw a lot more than Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots win that probably fourth, but I think the, the stats put him over the top there. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, to, to be honest, again, you know, um, I don't like anyone in the AFC East outside of really just the Jets, to be honest. Um, and, and what I mean by like them, I don't mean in terms of like, I just mean in terms of actually like, you know, enjoying watching them succeed. <laughs> so I, I can't Man, stand that, the Your years are rough. You're a Bears fan and you like the Jets. That's awful. <laughs> I know, right? Man, yeah. why do you why do you punish yourself with this? I'm just, I'm just a glutton punishment, man. You know, just look. At least if I'm picking an NFC team, I'm gonna at least go with the Bucks. I mean, when they've been bad, when they've been bad, they've still been entertaining. There's always that. That they've always have some sort of source of entertainment to to watch. Jameis was just slinging the ball when he was there, throwing it to everybody. Going Even back people to their, are not on his team. <laughs> yeah, it was 30 for 30, baby. Brought yeah. a whole new definition to it. Um, no, yeah, I mean, the, the Bucks. speaking of that, I, I think they started out like 0-26 in their franchise's history. And their coach at the time was John McKay, who's a legendary USC coach. And he, he was constantly talking about, like, like press members were like, hey, what do you think about your team's execution and all that stuff? And he's like, yeah, I'm all for executing the team. Let's put them down. Like, I don't want them alive anymore. Oh, uh, is this pathetic. Are we about that, to talk about that's, Brian that's Kelly? That's where Brian – that, no, I'm serious. That's actually where Brian Kelly got it. Like, that's exactly. where he got yeah, it from. Exactly. <laughs> It's just, it, it, you, just you, isn't, it isn't the right time. People are people no. Are too, it's not even that. His take com- stuff too seriously too. His, and then his yeah. his execution his execution, execution of, of the, the joke. execution joke <laughs> was is <awful>. not great. <laughs> it was Honestly, not great. he's like maybe they should execute all of them. Yeah. Even like, the reporter was just like, uh, what, "What are you doing right now?" You know, like, what yeah. the hell she, get, she, get she seemed so she seemed so confused you know? the entire yeah, time. She was like, exactly. But okay. anyway, was, oh man! The, the only reason why a, I brought that, that was up, a great game, though. Oh, well, I won't get off. Yeah. I won't get off on that. But it was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why I bring that up, though, is because you know the Bucks have seen their suffering, the Jets have seen their suffering, and you know we talk about the Jets endure the suffering acronym. I always talk about how my Bears kind of play that embarrassing, you know, type of play sometimes offensively. So I always just kind of like I'm used to it now. I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? I have to say with this Office Rookie of the Year award, I'm going to go boring with this. Um, I, as much as I want to say Zach Wilson will be that guy, I think they're, they're going to go – they're going to focus on the quarterback or, you know, fo- or focus on another um, – as much as I want to do that, I think they're going to focus on in terms of who earns the award is going to be a quarterback. There, there's so many – there's so much talent within this draft, uh, namely from the quarterback position. I think it's almost destined to go to one of those guys, whether it's – if it's Justin Fields – I don't see it happening unless he starts right from the get-go. If he misses four games, for instance, which I think in all likelihood maybe end up being the case, they, they, he might be out of the running compared to a guy like a Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson or a Mac Jones who obviously start right from the get-go. Uh, same thing applies to a Jimmy uh, uh, into, uh, to a uh, Trey Lance, too. 
if Jimmy Garoppolo uh, starts in the first four games and then some, because obviously he's an actual, yeah. like, you know, potential top-notch quarterback. Uh, unlike he's much better Water- than Andy Dalton. Yeah, unlike oh, yeah. Red Water Pistol. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, no. here's the thing, though. I, I got to go Trevor Lawrence. I think he's in an ideal situation to succeed. I know it's boring. He's not the guy that I actually feel the most comfortable about necessarily maybe winning the award, like in terms of like the quality of, in terms of from a quality of play standpoint. I think honestly, you make great arguments about Zach Wilson, uh, Fields as well. Uh, but, but Lawrence has done enough to where I think he will hold it down for all 17 games of the season. And I think he's surrounded by a good situation with his weapons, with LaVisca Chenault, for instance, with Marvin Jones, with uh, um, uh, obviously DJ Chark. Uh, Chark, exactly, yeah. his, his possession guy. And James then the back, Robinson. I was about to say, James yeah. Robinson, that run that, game the, is That one-two punch, exactly. If they had Etienne, it would be, Ooh. man. It'd be stacked. Uh, I was stacked. pretty sad about that, too. We've lost way too many high-end running backs this year. And, and I think the Jaguars are going to finish higher in the division, which will probably play a role into why he earns that award. But maybe that's just me, though. Because, again, the Jets will be in the back end of the AFC East. The Jaguars will probably be in the back end of the AFC South. They'll probably finish third as opposed to fourth. They'll be better division, than the Texans. You know? Yeah, they'll yeah, be better than the Texans. Sure. The Texans and just sign anybody that's, like, over 30 years old. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're 33? <laughs> you, you, you Come on it. down. Come on. <laughs> Exactly. I saw, this is the retirement home. I saw a Come tweet. In. I saw a tweet about the Texans, and it said somehow, some way, Houston has put together the absolute worst team in football this year. Not a single rookie is starting. Not a oh, single God. rookie is starting. And I don't know. I don't know how they haven't signed Frank Gore yet. I just, I, I just don't. As soon as somebody gets hurt, they're signing Frank Gore immediately. He's Has the to. inconvenient truth, okay? That's what he is. You he is him. inevitable. He, he will he, start he will somewhere play. this year. <laughs> and he'll probably have 600 yards rushing. <laughs> exactly, with like 3.9 yards per carry or something. Yeah. You know, something uninspired. Without, and I love Frank Gore. I'm just saying, you know, he's he's a guy that's just so there Frank to take the job. You know? Frank Gore is great. Yeah. Frank Gore is great. And to be playing at his you know? age, to even, to even be gaining any yards at his age is Super impressive. Absolutely, yeah. And he's back. And he's what? Isn't he? Is he second or third all time in rushing yards? Right? I think he's third all time. I want to say. I think he might be third, and yeah. his uh, his career longevity is just insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, I think it's destiny for for a quarterback to come out and you know with the, the, the situation that Lawrence is in. Uh, I actually do have some somewhat optimism for for Urban Meyer to w- win some games. I'm not you know right from the get go. Not to say he's going to the playoffs this year, but I think he, he yeah. can hover you know eight wins or so. I can see that happening. Seven wins, something along the lines of that. I don't think they're going to be vying for the number one overall pick. Uh, but now let's go to the Coach of the Year awards. I'm here to hear what you guys have, and uh, it sounds like it's a uh, uh, Bud Light time, instead of Miller Light time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm cheating on Miller Light tonight. So. <laughs> Yeah, way, way to lose us a sponsorship, hey, man. Miller Lite never messaged me back. I slid in their DMs, and they, they apparently weren't interested. So I guess I guess we got to go another route now. Fair enough. It's a long application process. Just 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 be patient. Yeah. Don't get back to me. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But the Coach of the Year award, I think this could be potentially interesting, too. Uh, Craig, who stands out in your eyes as the guy that's behind that award? I think if Tua plays as well as he has this preseason, it's got to be Brian Flores for me. With the things that he's done, 
with that Miami team just turning him around from being absolute trash before he got there to to being a playoff contender. They won, I think, 10 games last year. And that was with the combination of Tua, uh, Tua uh, the year of, after the hip injury and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And this year they brought in Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell. They, they build around him just perfectly. They, they have Miles Gaskin out of the backfield. The defense is looking pretty good. And uh, I think that Tua is going to take another step this year because he's healthy. He has a, a full year not a COVID year as the starter. And I think that Flores really deserves the award. Interesting choice. I, I like the, yeah, the, the uh, Miami Dolphins got some lofty expectations for them. Interesting. Uh, what about you, George? Who, so, who stands out in your eyes? Uh, yeah, this is another team that I think has, uh, I would say, even loftier expectations for the team in general but especially for their quarterback. And I would even say, at this point, lofty expectations from me, uh, just because I think the team is so incredibly well-rounded. I'm giving it to Sean McDermott uh, okay. from the Buffalo Bills. I like Bills. that. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I, like that. Uh, I love Josh Allen, just his just true, like we talk about Lamar Jackson as a an absolute <clears throat> like two-way quarterback, so well-rounded, extremely athletic. You can say a lot of the same things about Josh Allen. If you give him the open fields, man, he's going to take it, and, and you give him in a, a yard, and he'll take you for a mile. Let, like, let's just say that. Uh, he has an absolute howitzer of an arm, uh, and McDermott seems like he and this offensive kind of coaching staff took him from this guy that everybody said, ah, you know, yeah, he's super raw. We knew that's what it was coming out of out of college. Uh, and now he's, he's you know, an MVP candidate. Uh year in and year out it seems like and of course the big question for this team is are they going to be consistent after last year i think the answer is unequivocally yes uh, i think they're going to be consistent i think this is going to be a very good bills team and i i think a lot of it will come down to how well josh allen plays uh i i just think he has another not even surprise season at this point i think he has another really really good year uh so i give it to, to mcdermott for that and then what? Dabble will probably get a, a oh, head coaching to. job next I mean, year I'm somewhere. surprised he didn't right. get for yeah. the Bears. He'll probably be the head coach for the Bears next year. No. And Justin Fields will light up the league. <laughs> exactly. Justin wait, Fields wait, will go you off that, under Brian Dabble. I mean – but you saying that, Craig? It sounds like you're 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 saying that my Bears are destined to suck this year. Is that what you're saying? We've already talked I mean, about it. Matt Nagy's awful. I Get him out of Justin there. Justin Fields is gonna put up great numbers from just running around and doing his thing, like oh, Kyler God. Murray had to do last year. It, I just but I don't think it'll oh. be because of scheme. Because Matt Nagy's scheme is absolute trash. <laughs> We've been over this. We spent 25 minutes talking about how bad Matt Nagy is. How he's the Adam Gase of yes. the NFC. This is what I said. I know. We all know this. We know this. We've been like, we know this, this is not about the you Bears. Know this. Oh, this isn't about the Bears. It, it this is about be. Matt Nagy. It should be something. It should be something that comforts you. Me telling you you're going to get a good head coach after this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's so, like, we don't know if that's going to happen. They may end up going for, I don't know, like, I, I, maybe they try Gase. to bring back Mark Tress. They'll bring Adam Gase. They'll bring Adam Gase in for a redemption act. Exactly. They're like, you know what? 
Maybe the third time's the charm. Maybe three. Yeah, I mean, three's, three's the magic number. People, you know? people think that he's a he's an offensive guru. So we've uh, seen how great he's done. He's already ruined two quarterbacks. Let's give him a third. <laughs> please don't. No, just, please don't ruin Justin Fields for me. Please don't ruin Justin Fields for me. I'm praying the same, but y'all are killing my optimist right now. I said they win 10 games and not go to the playoffs. We can't even do that, you know? Just throw that right out the window right there, you know? So Before oh, we man. go off on the Bears, let's, yeah. let's hear Anyways. what Justin thinks. Back to yeah. the positivity. Back to the exactly. positivity. Justin, who do you think is going to be a really good coach this year? Please. Yeah, I went a little bit off the a lot off the board here. I think that Dan Campbell and the Lions can surprise some people. Uh, that's a Dan, not I love it. Yes, I Dan love Campbell. it. Let's be wild Dan right now. Campbell. Yeah. yeah, if he can get the Lions to nine wins, I think that's going to be um, a huge narrative out there that um, he's the kind of driving force behind that. Um, I think that the addition of Goff is going to surprise people in the way that um, he he's not really a bad quarterback. It's just that he wasn't going to be able to run the system that Sean McVay wants to run. It's just too complex for the things that he does well. And he doesn't, it was like one week you, you teach him A plus B equals C. And the next week you try to go back and you try to teach him stuff that works off of that. And he goes, well, what does A plus B equal again? So it, yeah. it's kind of like, but it, it's it's not like uh, he went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, he's always throw way more interception or touchdowns than he did interceptions till last yeah. year. So I think um, the Lions can surprise some people there, especially playing in a division that I, I really don't think is the strongest. I, like the Bears are still rebuilding there. The Vikings are gonna have their probably have their big time COVID issues, and then. Um, yeah, obviously, the Packers are the best team in the division there. And if they had a Royal Rumble for a Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell would win it. Oh, we all know gosh. that. Oh, 100%. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's an absolute beast. <laughs> he's throwing everybody over the top rope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's coming out there RKOing people, kicking people in the chest. He's a monster of a he's, man. He is hyped up on, on 40 ounces of, of pure black espresso. He is just <laughs> absolutely zapped on a daily and basis. If, <laughs> if Hawkinson goes down, he's going to be their tight end one. He's just going to throw himself in the game, probably. Exactly. I would not be shocked. He I would be so so happy to see it. He's gonna he get a couple like a kids. He pulls the longest yard and puts on the pads and just goes out and says, "Hey, TJ, you take a breather. I'm stepping in right this. here." You know? He's gonna get some. He's gonna. He's gonna. Like, uh, trying to hide it. He's gonna get a bunch of kids to dress up like he does, like standing on each other's shoulders to coach the team. And he he, he puts on a he puts on a wig to 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 get Hawkinson's hair. This is the guy who had in a big Hawk. trench coat. Oh man. Hawk, but give me the pads. Hawk, give me the pads. I'm going in. This is the kind of guy that I could just see, like, honestly, like, you know, one game, he's just like maybe instead of Gatorade, you know, in a bottle, he's leaning on a Coors Light in that Gatorade bottle instead, you know, and that's his coverage for the game, you know? Or Bud Light. Yeah, let's use Bud Light. Yeah, do and so right. Dilly dilly, amen hey, to that. We're, we're expanding. We're trying yeah. to get somewhere with, the, with these beer sponsorships. You, you know, you got to figure that there's got to be a dilly dilly play call involved in that line. So, uh, offense in the future, you know, if not a but dilly anyways, dilly, at least um, a Starbucks. So, real quick though, before we uh, shift to my take, um, in terms of kneecaps equivalent to wins, how many kneecaps do you expect uh, Dan Campbell to mull off this year? Uh, uh, going to the season just in terms of the wins he's going to count for in year one as the Lions head coach. Over under four and a half. Yeah, I think that's what the 
the Vegas got the over under, not four and a half, but like five and a half. <laughs> oh wow! But the, the line went up. Nice. Yeah, Are the kneecaps uh, or the wins? The kneecaps. It is the same wins. thing in this instance. The <laughs> <laughs> they need one kneecap per win, so it's pretty much the same thing there. Okay. Wait, how many wins? I couldn't quite hear you. I, th I think they can get to nine wins this year. Okay. Um, four huge. or five of them. That's a of the lot division, of kneecaps. So. <laughs> nine kneecaps. Is he taking them from the coaches or the players? <laughs> the opposing players. Hey, Campbell's just going to the other side and just knocking out coaches and taking their kneecaps. What does he you ramble all of a sudden? Like... Is he like <laughs> getting in camo and just play... like army crawling across the field? Do, do they play the Dolphins? Because yeah. Dan Campbell versus Brian Flores would be a hell of a match. Oh, yeah. That would, That's I would a love that. Right Flores there. was ready to fight for his players uh, yeah. in that one game. Let's take a look. He was going out there. He was about to take somebody out. Uh, sadly, course, they do not. They do not. Man, we year. need that. I know that would happen. That'd be incredible. And obviously, Dan Campbell reunited with his old crowd, too, in Miami, where he, of course, previously coached we, at. It was actually. Can we make a celebrity boxing match there? That's a huge thing now. Okay, I'm going to reach oh, out. Man. I'll reach out to both of them. Dan Campbell yeah, or Mike Grable. Exactly. Who, that, who wins that one? That's a that's a heavyweight. That, oh, yeah. That's a brawl right there. i got to say, man. I love a lot of the energy of these coaches, these new coaches in the league lately, with Dan Campbell, with Mike Grable. Even with Meg, you're like, you know, I know he's not that new coach, but I like the energy he brings in comparison, though, to like a Lovey Smith. He was so quiet and he was just kind of soft spoken like this, you know? I mean, and like a Mark Tressman, too, as well. And even John Fox, like, this guy brings a lot more energy than those guys. And I can't say that Mark outside of Lovey Smith that, you know, they, those guys were any better than Nagy was, for instance, you know? Um, what were we saying, Craig? I was thinking, is Mark Tressman in the, uh, the CFL now? I, you know, he made a stop to the NFL. He was previously coaching as the uh, Ravens coordinator, but I forget. I think he's back in the CFL with the Montreal Alouettes as their head coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, in, he's in Montreal now. Okay. So anyways. I, I thought uh, I remember that. Yeah. So no shortage of kneecaps bitten off. No shortage of white Russians down there, in, uh, up there in Detroit, I should rather say, uh, uh, in Justin's eyes. But as for me, man, you know, I, I gotta go with the old reliable, and I know it sounds boring again, like it was for my offensive rookie of the year award. But he may may be the, the biggest curmudgeon in all of the NFL. He may be yeah. looking like a grump regularly, and he may not want to wear any sweatshirt that doesn't have a, 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 a way too many damn holes in it to look professional. But I gotta go, Bill Belichick. You know, I think he dresses like a homeless man. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No shortage of holes in his in his sweatshirt. I mean, talk about looking like a, an absolute bum. But he doesn't coach like one. Okay, I'm just saying. Sorry to say it, but the sweatshirt just does not look good on you when you got a, a ton of holes in it. But you're cutting anyway. off sleeves on sweatshirts. I I'm not understanding <laughs> it. It's do you, are you hot or are you cold? Why do you have a sweatshirt on and with no sleeves? I'm not, not understanding it. Exactly. Not, okay. not a dense wardrobe whatsoever. I think he's going to come back and, and bring them back to relevance and, and get them back into the playoff mix to win the AFC East. So don't expect a shortage of, I'd say, 13 wins, at least 12 wins coming from him uh, out of the New England Patriots organization. So he's my guy. I like what he's got with Mac Jones. His defense is going to get better, too. Uh, you know, coming back to his previous form, especially in that secondary with J.C. Jackson, with Devin McCourty. There's a lot to like about them. Uh, moving forward, and Stephon Gilmore, obviously, too, was just a couple years removed from arguably being the best defensive, uh, best quarterback in the game and defensive player of the year, too. Uh, so I expect them to be back in, in full resurgence mode. 
Um, uh, you know, I like the Christian Barmore pickup too. Dante Hightower coming back after uh, after opting out after last year. So a lot of big expectations for that defense. I think they're going to get the, the the receiving core involved. And I love the Damian. I love Damian Harris in terms of what he's got going forward. I think he's super super slept on for running backs. Yes. Um, very very talented. And that tight end outpaced Josh Jacobs at Alabama, and then came in as a third round yeah. pick to to New England. Exactly. Exactly. I think he's a you know a sneaky sneaky good uh, acquisition that's going to prove it this year. And that tight end do if they can stay healthy. I mean, Johnny Smith, there's not too much concern with him in terms of his health, but Hunter Henry, on the other hand, that's a different story. If they can stay healthy, man, this offense can go places. They really can They can reach a, a significant height. So I think he's. it's going to be about the development of Mac Jones. It's really going to vault him into that Coach of the Year award. I think he's already won three already. So expect the fourth one uh, to be coming your, your way soon, I think, in my eyes, uh, Mr. Belichick. So I got him as my Coach of the Year. Now, let's get into our final two awards. We've got the Defensive Player of the Year Award uh, to focus on first, and then we'll go into the MVP. Who do you guys got as your number one guy's Defensive Player of the Year Award? Craig, uh, who is that guy that stands out most of all to you? I got TJ Watt. He's finished near the top like every single year, (laughs) but he just doesn't quite make it. And then Aaron Donald's the easy pick, but I just feel like TJ Watt's really going to get over that hump this year. That Steelers defense is so good. They lost Bud Dupree, but I don't think that it even matters. They're they're so solid. And TJ Watt, it's not taking anything away from him. He's gonna he's gonna get to the quarterback. He's gonna he's gonna get tons of tackles. He's he's good at everything. There there's not really a hole in TJ Watt's game. So I look for him to get defensive player of the year, and I think he could get multiple by the end of his career. I think that seems like to be a popular choice and uh, um, I, I, I gathered by uh, George's reaction there that uh, he may be joining you in that opinion is, is that right yeah you can join me you can join me <laughs> yeah so uh, going it's gonna into be this, TJY. it's yeah that, that was my definitely okay. my pick so I'll keep mine cut and dry as much as I love Aaron Donald to look Aaron Donald is guys he's a monster we, of a man we can't yeah. discount him because he's just so good like and it's he has ridiculous. three defensive player of the years right but yeah it, he had I, like, th- I believe uh, so. And three out of the last four, possibly. Uh, I think I he's think, joining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, JJ yeah, I think Watt he had three out of the last four. four. But thing is, and he's they're like, all deserved. So like good. undoubtedly, yes. all th- all three have been well deserved. So it's hard not to pick him because you're right. That is the easy choice. But my definitely my pick would be TJ Watt. If I had to go for another pick, it might even be my like kind of dark horse or sleeper for it. Uh, might even be Miles Garrett. I think he really leads that defense yes. because he look, he's every single year. That was, that was like my second guy under because uh, he's got Clowney across front. Yeah, so it's turning into one of those things where every single year Garrett is extremely productive, and he just so bring, brings so much chaos mm-hmm. into opposing backfields. And now that he actually has a really good linebacking core behind him for to work in coverage, he's got another edge rusher on the other side of him that should also be relatively productive if he stays healthy. Um, Garrett could be a really good pick for that, but I think TJ Watt um, is is definitely gonna gonna be one of those guys at, at the top of that. So we got two choices for pass rushers, namely. Uh, um, uh, for defense player of the year, are you going to join them as well, Justin, or do you got someone another sneaky uh, good pick as well, uh, like your, much like your Dan Campbell pick? That was certainly interesting. Yeah, I went with a little bit of a different pick here. I think um, 
Jalen Ramsey, uh, he's going to be utilized in a totally different fashion than he has been in the past. Uh, last year kind of started the way that they're going to start doing it. Um, he's not just a corner. He's a safety. He's a linebacker. He blitzes. Uh, he kind of does all those things that Jamal Adams does, but with also being one of the best cover corners in the yeah. entire league. So uh, I'm Way better at coverage than Adams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way better. Uh, not even yeah. close. Yeah, I would yes. agree with that, yeah. too. And I'm an LSU fan, and I I, I say that mm-hmm. easily. But as yeah, you're saying, just kind of, everybody's kind of sick of giving it to Aaron Donald. I think Miles My- Garrett is gonna win one. This might be the year he wins one. But since he was already brought up, I'm gonna go with Jalen Ramsey and lock him in there. And Ramsey in the That's preseason game was talking about how excited he is to work under the new de- new defensive coordinator. Yeah, he yeah. just grinning from ear to ear every time yeah, he, he was. gets a chance. To- Raheem Morris and how he's being utilized under Raheem Morris and that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm excited I, you know, for the Rams this year. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the Rams. I think speaking of Raheem Morris, he's going to be the guy I think ultimately who dictates their path moving forward of where they go. If they're going to end up being that Super Bowl team, uh, I think he's going to have the biggest influence because they've got all the pieces in place. They got the head coach, um, you know, the offensive mind in him as well too. I, I think he's really going to be the because uh, um, I trust Matthew Stafford. I, I just want to see how he's going to build on the Rams defense and their spectacular play last year um, with Raheem Morris at the helm now. Um, but for me, I, I I might be a little boring in this decision as well. I, oh, I don't want to say boring because I, I love T.J. White. He was vying for the, the, the defensive player of the year award. But I just mean from the standpoint that they love to give the award to pass rushers. And I'm not knocking pass rushers. They're incredibly phenomenal. But I think we undervalue middle linebackers to the utmost degree in terms of these guys who could get more uh, respect with, with earning these awards. Um, you know, Luke Keekley is the last guy over the last few years to really earn that award. I'm trying to remember who the last one before that. Man, I, say, I wish he would have retired so young. Yeah. So I know. So good. So good in, oh, in all man. aspects. Elite in coverage, elite in stopping the run. I think the last one to win, you know, it was Brian Urlacher, my Chicago Bear, uh, you know, fellow Chicago Bear right here. Uh, although I'm not a part of the organization, but, you know, just in terms of support, of course. Nobody knows uh, that. You might have been on the <laughs> roster at one point. Yeah, yeah. you never know. <laughs> you know, I mean, exactly some of the decisions they made, I wouldn't put it back. No, I, I'm not going to say they're going to bring me on in that roster. They signed 35 no tight ends <laughs> every year, so somebody <laughs> might get signed. <laughs> You're not that crazy now. Let's, let's give them a little respect. No, no. Uh, but sorry, I... No, it's all good. It's all good. I don't blame you, honestly. I jump in on the the wagon of piling on the Bears as well. So uh, I want to see more respect for the the, the linebacker core, but I'm going to go T.J. Watt. I think he's destined to be that guy. He's going to join his brother, although his brother may have won three of them already, but he's going to join his brother as far as earning an award within the Watt family from a defensive player of the year standpoint. Uh, Just incredible performance. I mean, this guy was outstanding the last few years. He led the league in sacks last year, led the league in in tackles for loss as well. He's elite in in, in pass rushing. He's elite in in stopping the run as well. He does everything well. they got to sort that contract situation out, though, because it sounds like it's going to be a little bit of a distraction going into the season. And if they can rectify that, you you feel comfortable about him coming back and firing on all cylinders. But – but that's going to be an interesting storyline. If not, second in the voting, I could see Miles Garrett uh, uh, for, for all the reasons you guys enlisted. But I, I would say, though, I don't feel as confident about him and his run-stopping capability as T.J. Watt, which is why I would lean on a Watt more. Even if Miles Garrett were to count more as a pass rusher for, for uh, generating more pressure uh, from, a, like, from a sack accumulation standpoint. Um, so I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. 
But I really want to yeah. see Bobby Wagner get some love. I really want to see Darius Leonard get some love, to be honest. Darius so, Leonard's yeah. a stud. Yeah. He's Absolute so stud. Absolute stud. Maybe even a Levante David is another dark horse guy. But Bobby Wagner and Darius Leonard, I want to see those guys get some love. I don't think they will because they haven't in years, you know, the, in terms of middle linebacker spots. So I'm going to go with TJ Watt. That's again if if they rectify this contract situation, um, it should be very interesting to see what they that, wh- how this plays out though. Um, from, also, from that side standpoint. note though, side yeah. note though, how would it feel to be Derek Watt? You play fullback, and your your brothers are just like easting out on defense, and you're a stud fullback with no recognition. Gotta have a really good That's kid. rough. Superman. That's cool, oh, man. We're gonna pile on Derek Watt here, man. No, 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 no. Just, no Justin just brought up a good one. Justin, Justin brought up another good one, backs. Cooper. We got to talk a little bit about yeah, Cooper right. Manning there. Who? Here's the funny thing, <laughs> yeah. though. And this is just I mean, from, like, rough. my... But at least at least Derek Watt's playing in the NFL, and he's, yeah. he's really good. He's a really mm-hmm. good fullback. Yeah, but yeah. here's my mm-hmm. whole thing. The, the funny thing is with the Cooper Watt, uh, excuse me, the Cooper Manning thing for me, um, this is just coming from, like, living around here and, and hearing a, a lot of, like, stories about the Mannings. Supposedly, all through high school and, like, even, like, getting up towards college, so Cooper mm. actually played wide receiver. Supposedly, he was yep. way better than his both of his brothers. I'm talking like he Much was outstanding. Really? The thing is, really? he just didn't have the same passion for it. He just was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, uh, I, I have my passions to go do other things. And that's just what he did. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we have to another, respect him for that. But he was supposedly another brother. real good. Another brother was uh, Stephen Rivers, Philip Rivers' brother. He mm. played for really? the LSU. And he was not good. And he transferred. (laughs) And I think he transferred to Vanderbilt. And he was still not good. He didn't even start there. And I bet he doesn't have as many kids. Since I guess that's a metric for him. He definitely does not have nine kids. I I think there's a majority of people in the world that don't have nine kids. I think he beats Philip in the fact that he has a lower stress level in that regard. So that's where he has the runoff on Philip Rivers is killing it in Alabama high school football, though. <laughs> he is. He's doing I think great. he might be two and zero. He's he's a very good head coach, which I kind of expected it anyways. But the, the the high school that he coaches for down here was not a good team. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, it yeah. was not very good, and I think he might be two and zero. I'll have to I'll have to fact check that later. Yeah, but uh, I know uh, he won the first game for sure. I'm trying to check that yeah. now. Real quick. Yeah, I'm curious if you if you won his second game. I know he's game too because he got his nose broken in the second game celebration. Who, who broke his nose? Did he? Rivers. He got his <laughs> nose broken. <laughs> he probably headbutted somebody. He was like, "Well, gosh, it. let's go!" Heck yeah, boys! Heck yeah! Heck yeah! That's what I'm freaking talking about. That's what I'm freaking talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Dadgummit! You know? Dadgummit! Let's go! Guys, this is... This is is another one. Philip Rivers trash talk. It's the the best trash talk there is. Yeah. You know, he he backs it up, man. Like, he's the one guy, like, when you hear that, you're just like, come on, man. Like, have some, like, oomph to your trash talk. But with him, it's like... You know what? He's right. You know, it's like yeah. he backs it up, man. He's a damn good quarterback. He, he knows what he's it, seeing, you know? So, best yeah, I didn't know that about him. What's that? I was saying the best one's when he tells the other defense they're lined up wrong. 
Yeah, yeah. And he, he pointed out with Roquan Smith, he's like, he just turned a corner on you, man. You just got bamboozled, you know? So, and yeah, he was it's, right, you it's know? great when you have quarterbacks right. that can actually read the defense before the play. And yeah. he's, he's one of those guys that was at Cerebral that he could do that. I, and, I, I again, I, I love that he's doing high school coaching. I hope in the future, though, I want to see him on a microphone calling a game because I think that would be just exhilarating. Oh, Philip Rivers just – would be I outstanding. Mean, as PG as he is, he talks so much trash on the mic. He'd be like, oh, my yeah. God. It'd be so much fun, man. So much fun. He you just know? burned that guy's butt. You didn't see that? <laughs> oh, gosh. But anyways, well, you know, not to uh, weevil down into the, the Philip Rivers storyline, you know, for this podcast. As much as I love I think we, him. I think uh, we again, have again. done enough <laughs> yeah. Philip Rivers talk. Yeah. On this podcast, I think we, we for, for just a former for a former for like NFL player for a former <laughs> NFL player not even playing this year. We all exactly. love Philip Rivers so much. We give him a ton of love, man. We give him a ton of love. What's not? I didn't to know love. that about. What's not? Yeah, to love? I, I didn't know that about his brother though. But yeah, I remember with Cooper Manning. Like until he had that spinal condition, he was like Peyton Manning's go-to receiver when he was in high school, mm-hmm. and he was playing at Ole Miss, and then he had that condition. He was expected to be great, but. You know, it just didn't work out. It was really sad, but it sounds his like his son's doing... really good. Arch. Oh, uh, Archie Manning. As a Arch. high school, Archie Manning. He... Arch. Yeah. It's Arch, just Arch. Arch Manning. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Arch Manning, and I think he, in like ninth grade, he had offers to D one colleges already. He's oh yeah, a yeah. stud quarterback. He's, he's like a four star, four star. Is he a junior now? I want to oh, say you want yeah. Lane Kiffin to get him. You want Lane Kiffin to get him up there at <laughs> Ole Miss. <laughs> I sure back do. Up, back corral and then take over, and it's 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 and we, we need him at LSU. You know? LSU is just hot garbage, yeah. but it wouldn't matter because our offensive yeah. line's trash. UCLA was making Max Johnson look like he was running for his life all night. Also, congratulations, Justin, on the win. UCLA yeah. looks great. I, I <laughs> underestimated him after beating Hawaii. I was like, oh, it's Hawaii, and then they just ran all over my Tigers. Do we need to bring it in for a virtual hug real quick with you, Craig? Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to drink enough beers to get over it that night, and I think I'm still drinking oh, beers to get over it right now. No, no, no. You don't, you don't have walls. to. You don't have to. Boutte. Just, like, oh, think of, keep that in your brain. Hey, Boutte. Yeah. Hey, Sean Boutte. And, and then Trey Palmer Unreal. looked really good, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kayshawn Boutte, though. At, Man, that's, he's good. It, was he 2023 yeah. class? Oh, my God. I cannot wait until he hits the NFL. Your, your number one option, definitively. He is the most talented guy, if you ask me, on that he's, entire field. He's so good. And, so good. And that was with uh, just the, the whole game plan falling apart, too. He had yeah. a, what 138 yards receiving with the whole game plan falling yeah. apart. So that guy's going to be special. Complete receiver, yeah. absolutely. But congrats to your uh, UCLA Bruins. They're really looking hot right now. And I'm not even just saying that just because they're 2-0. With they Chip really Kelly. Look like yeah. Chip Kelly. The redemption yeah. season. Yeah, okay. here we go. It's Chip. It's, go. it's Kelly Mann. Hey, you know? <laughs> I have to root for UCLA now. They have to. They have to win as many games as possible because that way I can feel better about that loss. Yeah, <laughs> I just hope they don't True overtake UCLA. my. What, what's that? True UCLA fashion. They're sure to let you guys down here pretty soon. <laughs> Damn, I hate the pessimism. Poor pessimism, man. No, but uh, uh, I understand it as an LSU fan because besides that miracle season with Joe Burrow, we always have somebody we just lose to out of nowhere, and it it's depressing. I know how it gets, man. <laughs> well, I hey, my, you. my Gamecocks are still trying to find their footing. I mean, they got the the win over Eastern Illinois, but it's Eastern Illinois who's 
just forgettable. I mean, outside Jimmy Garoppolo and Tony Romo, no one cares about that. Ole Miss looked you know? great. Who uh, is that? Snoop? Yeah. Snoop, Snoop Connor. Like yeah. You guys don't Snoop know. Connor. You guys don't know everybody. about Snoop Connor. <laughs> Matt Corral looking like possibly the yeah. QB1 guys, guys, look, in this. Crazy. Is it, he's in this class, right? He is. Well, well yeah. he can be. He's Matt a junior. Corral, he, he could come he back for a year, but I, I Matt doubt Matt Corral can pull a Joe Burrow if he plays mm-hmm. that well every game and just vault himself to the top because yeah. the guys at the top did not look great. Hey, I will say this. Yeah. The, the one guy other than Corral, and I think we should probably kind of go back into the NFL after this point, <laughs> Desmond Ritter looked really good mm-hmm. for Cincinnati. I yeah, really Cincinnati. like mm-hmm. I like his arm talent Cincinnati, a lot. yeah. Desmond Ritter looked really nice. Yeah, it, it, it's funny too. He looks like a he looks a lot older than he actually is. He looks like he's like thirty, but he's, oh, he, Ritter? he's only like yeah, yeah. No. He, he looks like, <laughs> he he looks like a man. He doesn't look like such a young uh, like a, like barely over eighteen. You know, it's it's just a huge shocker to see him out there. I'm like, is that guy like thirty five? You know, it's crazy. But he's balling out right now. It's crazy. Yeah, so really good for good. Cincinnati. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's let's uh, reel this back into the NFL. We got to get into the MVP talk real quick. Uh, a lot of great, cho- a, lot, a lot of interesting choices. I think this is going to be a fascinating MVP race this year. There's, there's so many different choices that I don't blame anyone uh, choosing whatsoever. Um, I've got an interesting one. This is where, this is where it's going to get a little spicy. We're just going to start to heat up. But I want to hear what your guys, what your guys' choices are first. Craig, we'll start with you. Who's your MVP choice for 2021? If he stays healthy, my choice is Dak. Uh, the surrounding weapons that okay. he has. And okay. the defense that the defense that he has, he's gonna have to put up huge numbers. Yeah, I put, put a little spice on it this time. <laughs> the, the with the defense that he has, he's gonna have to put up huge numbers. <laughs> he, so he's got he's got Michael Gallup, he's got C.D. Lamb, he's got Amari Cooper, Blake Jarwin's healthy. Dalton Schultz looked great last year. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott is looking like he is just in way better shape yeah. than last year yeah tony absolutely. pollard's explosive he can be a back. spell back and man dak prescott he has so many weapons to work with and i know they worked on the defense but it's still not the greatest defense so they will have to put up numbers so mm-hmm. i think statistically dak could have a great season and then in that uh, division, the the Giants have a good defense. The Washington football team has a great defense. But then, mm-hmm. like I think they could put up numbers on any any defense. Mm-hmm. It just the the sheer just the amount of talent. The who who are you going to cover? C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. It yeah. could be a wide receiver one for any team. Amari Cooper could be a wide receiver one for any team. Michael Gallup could even be a wide receiver one for a lot of the teams around the league. And that might be a little spicy for some people, but Michael Gallup is a very talented no, wide receiver. No, I like receiver. him too. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have three guys that have that much talent, you don't if, if you if you double if you put a safety over the top on one guy, you're gonna get eaten alive by the other guy. So Dak can put up crazy numbers this year. He has probably the most wide receiver talent in the NFL outside of Tampa Bay. So I could see him winning the uh, the MVP this year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the easy answer because it's Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. he's amazing. But I think Dak Prescott is is my pick for this season. Interesting choice. And certainly make for a great storyline considering, obviously, um, uh, you know, his injury. Also, comeback, comeback player of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he could get, if he could, he could, uh, he could go ahead and get comeback player of the year and MVP in one season. 
get that two for one, man. You already know. Yeah, man. Um, and they, you know, that's going to be the number one storyline the media is going to be talking about the entire year. If that does end up happening for sure, considering it's also the Cowboys. So I would uh, no love story. it. He's just so easy to yeah. root for too, because Dak's such a good guy. Yeah. yeah. And then, such and nice then guy. obviously. Obviously, like Hard Knocks, everybody's going to be rooting for him anyways because we all love watching Hard Knocks. Yeah, there you go, man. Uh, interesting choice. I didn't expect that, I must say. That was a bit of a surpriser. Um, yeah, you got I, I wanted to come in with a little spice for one of mine. We <laughs> needed to bring a little heat, yeah. yeah. So mine is also, I don't want to say so much off the board, but it is, it's not Patrick Mahomes and it's not Aaron Rodgers. I'll just put it like that. So there is a little bit. Yeah. The spice level might not be as high as Dax, <laughs> but, but where – we're we're in the in the middle range there. I'm gonna go for Josh Allen, not the defensive okay. end Josh Allen. I'm going Buffalo Bills Josh Allen. I think what he did last year was not a fluke. I think he is just an incredible talent. You know, we saw last year where instead of just trying to be this just weird athletic freak, where that's really what he leaned on, he started to work through his progressions more. He really started to quarterback as opposed to throw the ball. And I think this year they added a little bit of talent around him. He saw Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Emmanuel Sanders as a complimentary piece there. His route running is still so crisp. Uh, I think Dawson Knox, if he can hold on to the ball a bit more, I think he can be uh, a yak monster. Uh, you know, he's just so athletic from the tight end spot. Um, running backs, I like Singletary and Zach Moss. And Matt Breda is, is honestly another really good kind of kind of two-way option out of that backfield. So uh, with that and, and the team around him, also their offensive line's like solid, like just really just a good offensive line. It isn't great. It isn't awful. It's just very much a good line. So for that reason, I'm going with Josh Allen uh, of the Buffalo Bills. And I, I think with that and some of my earlier picks, you guys might see a trend that is going towards our final hmm. pick here. Yeah, not not too much of a surprise because I think some people have some Josh Allen predictions, but you know, obviously not the the obvious like a lot of people I'm sure are picking like an Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Holmes. Yeah. Um, who do you got, Justin, for your choice? Yeah, I think I went a little obvious here. I think this is a Patrick Mahomes MVP season. Okay. Um, yeah, hasn't so really won too many MVP awards, so the narrative's not really out there that um, he's won it too many times. Kind of like Aaron Donald, people are kind of sick of him winning it already. Um, he can still win it a couple more times before he gets that narrative thrown around there uh, they rebuilt the offensive line specifically for him so they're going to be protecting yeah. him he's still got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey so he's got the fastest receiver and the best tight end in the game so uh, I picked Patrick Mahomes and kind of like the safe choice like you guys said but hey it's kind of too easy for me there no I mean that's mm. super fair because he, he's incredible yeah he's so good and, and it's expected too, I think, with in terms of the points that you brought up, in terms of why the as for why the, you know uh, why you believe he's going to end up winning, you know, because the points you brought up really allude to how it, you know, and as well as what George said too, they really allude to how the MVP is kind of a team award where that supporting cast kind of bolsters your likelihood of winning that award. And and to be honest, it kind of bums me out a little bit that it is kind of an MVP award. I like it to be about what someone contributes solely from an individual standpoint and not because of the supporting cast that joins them and that kind of helps them to get to that point. So if that were the case, I'm going to be a little bold and say this. I'm going to say in light of all the adversity, because, you know, you got some running back concerns with J.K. Dobbins being out in terms of the depth, uh, um, being very, very much minimal with also Justice Hill being out too uh, for the season. So that's that's those are costly losses. In terms of the wide receiver too, uh, position with, with Rashad Bateman and how he's going to miss some time to start the season. I'm going to go, and, and also, I forgot to say, 
the the people who are out there predicting that the, the NFL has finally figured out Lamar Jackson. No, what you, no, what do you figure out? He's he's fast yeah. and he's gonna beat you anyways. So that's what I, you figured out. Yeah, like there's not much else to say about <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. No, we we could try to stop him passing, but then he's just gonna out of nowhere run for an 80 yard touchdown. That's what we it's, figured out. Exactly. Like you know, I, I as much as I think Michael Vick was a talented passer. Um, it, there was some inconsistency within his from from a passing standpoint in him that I think kind of hampered his ability to put his team over the top and get them into a Super Bowl winning fashion. You know, he wasn't always the most accurate quarterback. And if he could have honed that in a little bit more, they would have been very much more likely to win a Super Bowl within his time in either Atlanta or even within Philly too. Um, uh, but with Lamar, I think people are underrating his talent as a passer. And I think even though there are some things he's got to air out in terms of re- rectifying from a deep ball standpoint, I think he's he's getting on the verge of, of starting to hone that in. I really do believe so, and I think his receiving core is going to help him with that, even though I'm kind of contradicting what I'm saying earlier about it, you know, coming from an individual standpoint as for why I believe Lamar Jackson shouldn't and might end up winning the MVP. I think he's going to step up. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to use that, utilize that to his advantage and really just ignite his spark within his game to just get back to where he was in his second year in the NFL, where, you know, he had 36 touchdowns, he rushed for over 1,000 yards. Uh, he was just sensational on, on all fronts, you know, in terms of getting things going. But he's going to hold that deep ball accuracy, and I think, man, this guy, the, the, the sky really is the limit for him. And this year, it's going to prove that. So I've really got him uh, uh, just putting up some big production, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and put the team – Right on his back and not looking looking in the rearview mirror whatsoever. Just silencing the doubters and just continuing to ball out uh, and build on his uh, on his skill set, which is already at an unbelievable level. So that's who I've got for the MVP. Now to our final uh, uh, scenario that we're going to predict going into this season. Who do we got hoisting up that silver Lombardi trophy? Who do we got coming away with it all in your guys' eyes? Let's start with you, Craig. Well, I think in the Super Bowl, it's going to be Buffalo versus Tampa Bay. And what, what do you got for the score, too? If you have that off the top of your head. Score? No, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have that. Okay. Uh, I think it would... No, I can't come up with that one right now. But uh, okay, I think I think that... Hmm, man. I think Tampa still comes away with it because Tom Brady is just so clutch. And I, as much as you... As much as people hate Tom Brady, I just love seeing him win rings because it's just something that you, it, even if you don't like Tom Brady, it's just like, uh, just nobody else has ever seen somebody do this. And Witnessing we get greatness. to watch, we, we get to witness this greatness. We get to watch Tom Brady just fill both of his hands with rings. I mean, it it's, even if you don't like Tom Brady, it's a it's a crazy thing to see. I, I you know I, I don't think you're you know in terms of talent in terms of how stacked they are on paper it certainly looks like it's the Bucks trophy to lose. Um, so I, I don't yeah. I don't blame you one bit for choosing that whatsoever. It's, it's hard it's hard to repeat, but if anybody's gonna repeat, I, if I had to put my money on somebody, it would it would be the Bucks. Yeah, and it would yeah, be the, I don't know maybe the the last guy to repeat and Tom Brady. You know it's like. Why yeah. not predict him? You know, it's like seriously. So I don't blame you one bit for that. Who do you got, George, in your eyes, uh, hoisting up that trophy? So uh, I don't think I've made it super clear or super um, unobvious through some of my other picks. Uh, but 
My, I'm, I'm actually really glad, Craig, that you said that the Bills are at least going to make it to the Super Bowl because I have them not just I making, love them making the Super Bowl. This I have year. them making it and I have them finally winning it. It's been, you know, however long Bills in their existence. Bills Let's Mafia. Go. Let's go. Uh, I yes. have it. Bills, and here's my NFC pick. This one might be a little bit weird. Uh, I've got them playing the Packers in the Super Bowl, and I only say that because one of the biggest things that the Bucks had going for them last year is they had, if I'm not mistaken, the fewest man games lost, like due to injury, out of the entire NFL last season. They were extremely lucky with their health, and of course, I'm not wishing injury on anybody. Like that's obviously, you know, you never want to do that. That's just you know, an awful thing yeah, to do. But sure. I just yeah. feel like um, after a year of that type of luck, it, it'll catch up with you. You know what I mean? Like where where you have to have that little bit of an unlucky streak because at the end of the day, luck is all that really is. So I've got a Bills and Packers and the Bills finally, finally get to win. Bills Mafia, I'm doing it for you. And if it makes me feel any better, the Packers were my second choice for the uh, – for the NFC, yeah, it's 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 tough to choose between those two, but um, it, it's uh, you know Aaron Rodgers I think is going to be great. We we already know Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams well, is going to be great. We yeah. already we already know about that. They brought in Amari Rodgers and they have they yeah. brought in Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb to to make him to make Rodgers happy. And they so. have some good defensive pieces as well. It's not like they're yes, they they're do. really slouchy. Their defense, defense is not bad. No, so that's what I've got. I've got a Bills and Packers and the Bills. Finally, get to hoist that after you know going for. I times. like that. I'm, I'm about I like that. that. I think that's a good. That'd be a fun story. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. The Bills might. Be, you know those tailgating parties would be absolutely wild. <laughs> they, they'll probably riot like yeah. uh, like Philly did. I imagine they'd riot like Philly did. Those guys. Yeah. Those oh, yeah. is crazy. That I mean, yeah, stuff's gonna be broken. I, I don't think Things they're gonna be on fire. I don't think anybody's no. eating horse poop though. Like, I'll give I'll give Buffalo that. They're not it, that crazy. No. Wait, it might actually yeah, be a little, little bit. than that. It's February. We don't know what the temperatures are going to be like in Buffalo at that time, but I don't think it'll matter. Please, Bills Mafia, don't Bills stoop that food. damn low and start you know stomping down horse some food. horse crap. Okay, let's don't just do us a favor. Food. Okay. I want to see. I want to see a true bonfire made out of plastic folding tables. Please and thank you. <laughs> That, no, don't put that past them. I, I totally could see that. No, no, no. Know? I'm not putting that past them. I want that to happen. I want to see exactly. that. That's what I, I'm like, saying. I you have know, to. Still get into the fire on top of the burning tables. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good okay. story building, too, okay. on top of the Ketchup, ketchup and mustard ketchup. absolutely yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Just. Yeah. That builds my up. Craig, they are Craig knows exactly what clip I'm talking it. about, too. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man, gosh. Anyways, uh, who, do, who do you got, Justin, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy? Yeah, I like the Packers and NFC, too, but um, I also like the Bucks. They're returning all of their 22 starters. Um, hasn't been done, I think, in, like, 15 years or something like that. Maybe it was the Patriots the last time that returned all 22 starters. I'm not sure who it was. Did they win the Super time. Bowl that year, whenever they returned the starters? Yeah, probably. 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 It was like somebody went back-to-back -back also, so... Yeah, yeah uh, I went with the Rams and the Chiefs. Uh, rematch of that greatest like game that. of all time from three years ago. The huge yeah. shootout for Monday Night Football. Uh, the game's going to be uh, in Los Angeles. So the Rams, they've been gearing up for this for years. They've been telling fans, telling the season ticket members that this is their goal to win the Super Bowl the first year back in L.A. The, the goal was to be the first team to ever win there. 
Super Bowl in their home stadium, but the Bucks took that last year, so I, I guess it makes it a little less pressure. So I'm taking the Rams over the Chiefs this year. Well, bit that's the Justin. Um, there's no homerism in this pick, is there? Yeah. Is that coming from here or is that coming from here? You made sure to throw the bias out the window, right? It's it's coming from both, I think. No, I mean, honestly. I can see it. No, honestly, I, that's I realistic. I, I could certainly with see it. With the upgraded yeah. quarterback, with the upgraded mm -hmm. quarterback and how good their defense is, and then they have so many weapons on offense, even with Cam Akers going down to the uh, the Achilles injury, they have Darrell Henderson. They brought in Sony Michelle on a trade, and I don't think Michelle's like completely washed. I think he'll be a good second back. Some people think that he's going to start over Henderson, but I honestly think that Henderson is way more talented than people give him credit for. It's Henderson looks like a, a lead back. Yeah. He looked like a lead back last year, so mm -hmm. I think he'll get the majority of the carries. He'll he'll be at around 15 carries a game. I think Michelle gets like 10. And then people will pick up the rest after that. Well, it, I, gosh, I completely forgot about Sonny Michelle moving to to LA now. That's that's good. Yeah, that point, was huge. You know? That was yeah. a huge pickup. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice pickup. I think he's going to be a, a good complimentary back. I, like you said, I think Daryl Henderson is that bell cow for them to lean on. Um, and and let and to further uh, uh, you know uh, emphasize on my point uh, or expand on my point, whether it's homerism or not. <laughs> I totally echo your belief in the Rams, honestly, Justin. I really think this could be their year to shine. I think Matt Stafford is going to be that missing piece that puts them over the top, which also, if you're wondering what's going on with the Packers and what's going on with the, the Buccaneers, who are certainly contenders in their own rights, I'd say the Rams are pulling off the upset in the conference championship. I really think the Buccaneers, as talented as they are, they may be in store for an upset. I know the Rams may not be as well-rounded, but, but the – there's just something that's got me believing in the Rams this year. And I think it's with Stafford and, and you know, what he's able to accomplish, um, uh, 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 you know, fit, fitting in within this offense, fitting in with, with receivers like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods uh, and, and, you know, having Daryl Henderson. In so the underrated. Both of yeah, those guys and, are so underrated. And, Exactly, and, and Chad Higby as well. I mean, there's just a lot to like uh, uh, in terms of what he Jacob Harris, too. Yeah. Jacob Harris is going to – he's going to – they if people – I mean, everybody kind of downplays like rookie tight ends and stuff, but he was used a lot in the red zone in the preseason. And I think it's because they want to use him as a red zone weapon because Higby, Higby's okay, but he's probably a better blocker than he is a receiver. Jacob Harris yeah. is a, a converted receiver, played at UCF, then put up crazy numbers, but he's crazy athletic and he's a, he's a mismatch at tight end. Yeah, and I'm sure they're welcoming yeah. that size, I man. Six five, two twenty. <laughs> you know, it doesn't get it's, much more impressive yeah. than that. It brings yes. a whole different uh, kind of element to the Rams' receiving core that they don't, yeah. they don't really have. He's a jump ball possession receiver in that end zone, and um, kind of taking what Josh Reynolds did last year and expanding that role into a totally different type of thing. He's not. He's going to be kind of used the tight end, but his blocking is going to be so minimal, especially this year that with the other tight ends on the roster that I, I consider him more as a receiver and as a red zone threat. It's just yeah, he improved the, the offense so much just being there. He's, he's like a Kyle Pitts light. He's going to be he's going to be put in the slot a lot. And I, I, I really like him this year. And Justin does, too, because he traded up and grabbed him like 100 <laughs> picks before ADP because he knows this dude's going to hit. I don't know if it was yeah, actually 100. It was it was definitely 
It was well uh, above ADP, and he made sure yeah, to grab him. Put him in the round. I had to make sure it was. Man, I found sure was... every single every single dynasty league I'm in. After the trade, <laughs> I was I was a little upset because I thought I was getting him in the next round, but it it was it was good value. Yeah. Yeah. This. This Rams team is, is well-rounded, and, and furthermore, to uh, uh, expand on who I think coming out of the AFC, like I said, I totally echo your belief, uh, Justin, with the with the Chiefs coming out as well. I've got actually the Chiefs coming out over the Ram, uh, coming away with the championship over the Rams, so uh, uh, 34 to 24 is what I got for the score. I think just this Chiefs man, they they bounce back in dramatic fashion, in great fashion, to acquire Orlando Brown in the offseason to really bolster that offensive line, and to get Joe Tooney as well. Uh, um, so really. They just they addressed every need they needed to in the offseason. I think that really puts them over the hump, considering what Patrick Mahomes brings to the table, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, so on and so forth. Um, uh, and again, I, it's no knock towards the Rams. I just think this Chiefs team is just too difficult to overcome. I, you know, with Andy Reid's play calling and, and how diligent he is in that regard, uh, he's just so damn good uh, from an offensive standpoint. Just getting that offensive going, offense going, and, and, and just lighten up everyone. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them come away with that. It's the Chiefs' second Super Bowl, uh, uh, third consecutive appearance um, over the last three years. So, yeah, I think it's the Chiefs' Super Bowl, honestly, to lose. Uh, um, I, I, I have to echo yours, your, your belief 100%. So, uh, but, yeah, again, that, that's pretty much our predictions we've got going to the season. Just one day away, less than 24 hours before the it. first game of the season, man. We got the Cowboys. Tampa, we Dallas. Yeah, Tampa over at Raymond yeah, James Stadium. So in Tampa Bay, Florida, it should be an exciting one, fellas. I'll tell you that much. Um, I can't wait to see. And by the way, real quick, if you guys want to say, who do you got winning winning the the, the first game of the season? If you guys want Tampa. to say, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. This is the greatest collection of receivers we'll see in one game, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you have Godwin, AB, Mike Evans, yeah. friggin' CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. That that is. I mean, I really hope tough. that this is a very offensive game. Yeah, yeah oh, it's it going should, to be. As long as the Cowboys can keep up, I think. I don't think that the Bucks are going to have much trouble moving their ball. I think as long as the Cowboys, they'll move it originally, but if, if as long, maybe an interception in the second or third quarter can turn the tide for Tampa Bay, and then it might not be a close game. I picked um, Tampa Bay to cover tomorrow, not just to win, cover the eight-point spread. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Tampa definitely definitely will win by by at least eight. I think yeah. that Dallas keeps up and then it gets to about the fourth quarter, and then Tampa just starts pulling away just a little bit here, just a little bit at a time. They they, they really just don't have any weakness. It seems like from a talent standpoint, it, it just they everywhere really on all fronts. I don't know if the, the Dallas will be able to keep up with them. So I've got the reigning Super Bowl champs. As much as it pains me to say it, you know, I know you're talking about how much you love seeing Tom Brady win rings, Craig, but it kills me every time because I want to see someone else come into the mix. I want to see Justin I mean, crying out loud. As as much as I like <laughs> other teams, it's just it's just great to see greatness. So yeah, it's it's not often that you get to witness what we've been able to witness in our yeah. lifetime. Yeah. with Tom Brady winning all these rings. So anytime he adds another one, I'm like, wow. I saw Tom Brady win. If by the end he, he could fill both his hands, I'd be like, wow, I saw Tom Brady fill both his hands with rings. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know. Mean, I'm just giving you crap, you know. It's, it's, it's terrible because, you know, you want your team to win. But then also, <laughs> like, once your team's out, you're like, well, if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl. He just—he's so damn good, and he's—he's he's so damn arrogant on the field, but he backs it up. So it's like, I—and I, it was—he really does. 
it was fascinating to see he won seven Super Bowls himself, more than any franchise out there. Seven yes. Super Bowls to himself. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, you know, I, I wouldn't I scream. Mean, yeah. if I would love to see him get 10 rings. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever happen because he's, he's already, what, 44? And yeah, he's, he's only yeah. he's a he's under contract for two years, so he'll be playing until he's like forty six. So who knows how long he's gonna play though? He keeps himself yeah. in, in crazy shape with that TB twelve. Yeah, that he does. We probably Bill, all need to get on that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> go uh, go, Bill Russell on that. Uh, I don't think he drinks Bud Light though, so I, I don't think I can do the TB twelve. <laughs> Uh, he so probably doesn't drink Miller Lite either, so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if he drinks it. Has he ever drank beer before? I wonder if that's the case. He got guys... really drunk after the Super Bowl. I don't oh, know what he right drank. He yeah, that wasn't beer, right. though. I don't know you what he drank. Tequila. Didn't he say tequila? Yeah, he. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said tequila. And, uh, and beer's what makes you blurry. In terms of the heart aid, that's what keeps you toned, you know? <laughs> he, he basically got carried oh, out yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. It was crazy, yeah. But yeah, I, I think yeah, we'll see him repeat as a uh, um, a. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him repeat as a Super Bowl winner, but I, I think there may be an upset in stroke. We'll see what happens though, coming on. But again, that'll do it for us here on OTH Football. One, thank you again for for joining in on this episode. Before we go, let's give a shout out once again to our sponsor and Symbol. Sports betting is super fun. Investing in the stock market is great, and Symbol has created a way for you to enjoy both of those at the same time. You can head on over to Symbol today and use the promo code OTH to get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. Once again, use the promo code OTH and you get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode, guys. We got less than 24 hours before the NFL season gets rolling, so let's get Can't right wait. to it. Um, yeah, Art and, Scott, uh, baby. Can't, Can't wait. Go. Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. wait. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you next time right here on OTH Football, guys. Take care. Uh, have a good one.